ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, September 20th. Welcome you into today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's show. I will open up the text line for you this hour at 304-396-TALK. That is 304-396-8255. We'll try to get your phone calls in as well. If uh, we can do that this hour, it's 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. But text is going to be the best way to get a hold of me today, so I'm looking forward to hearing from you. As, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, we're starting to move on from the Bowling Green loss and getting to Troy Week. Had a chance to be a part of today's presser with Coach Huff. We're going to hear from him a little bit later on. Uh, he had some interesting things to say. Uh, we'll hear all of that. Not all of it today, but uh, we're going to focus on Troy today and the game against Bowling Green. We're going to do that a little bit today. Tomorrow we're going to hear from the players. So we're going to work our way up into Saturday. But that doesn't mean I don't want to hear from you. So if you still want to talk a little bit, about Bowling Green, you want to get that off your chest, uh, here's here's the text line again. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just, I'm on. I'm Bill Belichick. We're on the Cincinnati. Well, I'm on the Troy. That's where I'm at. But you, on the other hand, you can still talk about it if you want to. I'm good with that. Uh, got a game time for you. Marshall versus Gardner-Webb. It's set for 3.30 now, so that means I go on the air at 12.30 from Thunder Street. Looking forward to getting back on Thunder Street and hanging out with you. So that's when we will go on the air for Huntington Federal Savings Bank College football today. We do that every game, home and away. Home games were on Thunder Street three hours before the start of the game. I don't know the musical entertainment just yet. i gotta, I got to check on that. But if you haven't been to the game early just yet, we, we go on the air, as I mentioned, three hours before the game. And then we've got entertainment. You can come hang out. We've got a concert going on. There are going to be food trucks. It's like a little street festival, a small little street festival right off the West Lot. So you can get there early, hang out, have a good time, and then go see the herd take on Gardner-Webb. And if you can't make it to the game, we got you covered again. I go on the air at 1230 with a kickoff set for 330. We do it here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. Soccer polls out. You want to know where the herd's at? Okay, this is the United Coaches men's top 10. Came out not that long ago. I'm going to go from 10 to 1. Clemson is number 10. Maryland, number 9. Pittsburgh, number 8. You remember Pittsburgh? The Herd beat Pittsburgh earlier this year. Duke, number 7. Stanford, number 6. Kentucky, number 5. Marshall played to a draw with Kentucky. So where's Marshall? Marshall, number 4. This is the United Coaches men's top 25. These are the top 10 teams in that 25. And Syracuse is number three. 
Washington number two, and Wake Forest number one. So the herd sitting at four, Kentucky number five. If you're the Sun Belt thinking we're going to get soccer started back up, how how will we fare as a league? Well, you've got two teams in the top five. I think you're doing pretty good as a league right now. And those are some of the things you can build off of. And I've seen some interesting debates. Some of you were – we're being sarcastic the other day. Like, well, I guess we're a soccer school now with the loss against Bowling Green. And, yes, Marshall is a soccer school. Marshall is a football school, too. Marshall is a basketball school. But Marshall is a an elite-level soccer program, at least as long as Chris Grassy is uh, orchestrating everything. Marshall is an elite-level soccer program. And the Thundering Herd's got a big one coming up on Saturday, taking on West Virginia. So that should be a fun one. And hopefully we can get Chris Grassy on later this week to talk about it, just because Herd's on the road. For those of you maybe not going to football, not making the road trip to Alabama, Detroit, Alabama, there's soccer for you. So you can listen to the game. Listen to the game. Go support soccer. So you've got some options here. But, yeah, Marshall number 4. How about that? Marshall number four with one blemish and one draw. And the draw was to now fifth-ranked Kentucky. I love it when those two teams play. And look at the Sun Belt getting some attention in different sports. That's what you wanted. You wanted that to elevate your other programs as well. That's that's the thing about the Sun Belt that I really like so far. It's not just a one-trick league. It's not, okay, we're pretty good at football. It actively wants basketball to become better. It wants the other sports to succeed. It's not, okay, we're good with being really good at football, and, and uh, you know, we've got these other sports. No, it's actively wanting to improve the other sports and the perception and to be as competitive at every place it can be competitive. It's soccer, of course, it's one of the best soccer leagues Right now in college sports, it's Marshall number four, Kentucky number five. And I'm sure WVU is going to be in that mix as well eventually. That's why you brought WVU in. That's why you brought Kentucky in along with Marshall. And you helped boost what was Sunbelt soccer. Wasn't, it wasn't anything like this. I can honestly say that for you. All the... All the good stuff that came from Conference USA just came into the Sun Belt. And that was one of the things about the Sun Belt is where will Marshall soccer go? you got to have a place for Marshall men's soccer. And the plan was we got enough teams now. Let's reactivate soccer and make it a reality. They were looking at it. Marshall and a couple other teams coming over put it over the top. And so now Marshall has a chance to hopefully win the Sun Belt championship get into the NCAA tournament, and let's get a match where we can conclude it this time. Let's get a match where we can conclude it and not have to, you know, wonder what – you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you know, there's – Marshall could have won this game against Kentucky. For reasons, Marshall wasn't able to win this game against Kentucky. He's had to settle for the, for the tie. Let's just play until it's over. I'm okay with that. Let's just play until it's low. Oh, I, you know, maybe I don't like penalties. Maybe I do, but let's just play until it's over. 
it's got to be an easy way to just yeah, take just take penalties. Let's do penalties or just play till it's over. I don't know. However, we're going to solve this. Uh, all I do know is Marshall's number four in soccer this week, and uh, it's looking pretty good for Chris Grassy's squad again to be a contender, hopefully a contender for the NCAA championship, or at least uh, in the playoffs, definitely in the playoffs, and then making that run. We'll find out. That's that's coming up this week. Marshall WVU should be a big one. When we continue, let's talk Marshall football. Coach Huff. We're on to Bowling Green no more. We're not talking about Bowling Green anymore. We're, we're moving, looking at Troy. Troy, Alabama. The Troy Trojans. That's what we're talking about. We'll hear from Coach Huff. Later on, we'll hear from you. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'll get your text in. You know you can, you can text the program anytime. I got you. I'll read them. But we'll hear from Coach Huff when we continue with this edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, September 20th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My text machine is open. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's for those of you who don't have me in DMs or my personal text number. So that's how you can get a hold of me. And honestly, during the show, I probably pay more attention to the text machine than I do the, the phone. So you got a better shot of getting to me than people who know me. So take advantage of it. Again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So today was the day. Had a chance to head over to Marshall, get out of the office, go to the shoey see some friends you know i got to see mark martin i got to see keith morehouse i got to see luke creasy i got to see dave walsh i got to see cassidy over at channel 13 i got to see her a few other people were there not as many people though i will say this pat 40 wasn't there it was a little it was a little more comfortable a little less people showing up here so that's one thing that I'm happy for is that the regular core media, we're back, just hanging out, covering the team. The ones you can depend on, us, me. Because now I think Coach talked about it later. I think now that the distractions are gone at least the ones we see on the surface, the surface distractions are gone. Now you can see how this team responds and moves to the next week. But when talking to Coach earlier today, he had a chance to um, recap last week, and it was a tough game. He admits that. He talked about Bowling Green a little bit. And later on, I'm just going to preface this now, later on, you know, he told us that, look, Records, you know, we look at records, he looks at film. That's sort of a, a preview of things to come here. But here's Coach Huff just recapping last week. It was a tough game, and he talked about it. Tough game uh, last week, just to recap. Um, tough game. I did think um, our players um, had the right focus and identity going into the game. Um, I do think hats off to Bowling Green. Um, they made a lot of plays. Um, ultimately, it came down to <clears throat> the things we talk about all the time, the Marshall beaters. 
Uh, we turned the ball over twice on the goal line. Um, at worst, hopefully we get one of those in for a touchdown. That's a, you know, a huge swing in the game. Uh, missed a lot of tackles in the second half. Um, and penalties showed up. You know, we talk about Marshall beaters. So just to give you a little bit of an understanding, in the game previous, the Notre Dame game, we had 11 Marshall beaters. Um, last week we had 21. Um, so that's a combination of penalties, um, turnovers, um, missed tackles is what that is. All controllable. Um, obviously, in the first game, we started off with negative three because we got three turnovers. We didn't have any. Um, I think we had maybe three, four penalties, um, and we only had 10 missed tackles. So that kind of gives you an idea of how we kind of measure. And those are things that we can control, right? We don't control the offense uh, making a one-handed catch or the offense making a heck of a play in the end zone or a great run by a running back. We don't control that, but we do control those things. Um, and when you look at it from that perspective, it's glaring. Marshall beaters. Keep that term in your head. Marshall beaters. We're probably going to hear that again. He's got his own scoring system of things that they call Marshall beaters. It's not all doom and gloom. Believe it or not, it's not all doom and gloom. There were some positive takeaways. There's always something. You can take something positive away from this. At least that's, I hope, what you can always come up with something positive. you got to have something to build on. Even if the loss... Doc Holliday used to say, and I'm not comparing the two coaches, so just get that out of your mind right now. But Doc Holliday, we would ask him, hey, Doc, what would you learn from the loss? And he said he didn't learn anything from a loss. And I'm not taking a shot at Doc. It's just, I don't know if that's just him saying that to us because he doesn't like to lose, and I get that. But you got to take something from a loss. And so I like Coach Huff's attitude. There was... A game played, Marshall did not win, but there were some things that happened during the game and after the game that leads Coach Huff to believe that there are some strides that were taken, some big strides that his team has made after this game. thought we also made some strides as a team. Um, again, hats off to Bowling Green and what they were able to do. Coach Leffler did a really good job of game planning. Um, but hats off to them. But I thought we made some huge strides of the team. We went in the locker room at halftime. There were some things said by some leaders on the team that I have not heard in the two years I've been here in a positive manner. Um, and then after the game, before I was even able to address the team, um, Corey Gamage stood up and addressed the team and said some things that really show growth. Um, and not only did he say them, it was received. Um, and it wasn't a, you know, hey, we screwed up or you didn't do this or you didn't do that. It was, guys, last week is over and we've got to be able to move forward um, just like we're going to have to do this week. So it was really good. So some things you got to take away from this and you got to build on. And I like hearing that leaders were stepping up, saying things. There's no sense in going in and pointing the finger at everyone and saying, hey, you're terrible. Why'd you fumble? You're terrible. Can't depend on you. Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you make that play? Why didn't you make that block? Uh, honestly, it doesn't any, but it doesn't do anything anything other than you, you create some division and animosity. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just at that point at my age now. Look, if a guy messes up, help him out. Get his back. Right? 
It's not, oh, you're terrible. It's like, okay, we got you. We got you. And I think you're going to see that a little bit more. If a guy messes up, someone else is going to be right there to, to, to give him a hand. Back him up. Try to eliminate all of those mistakes you possibly can, but mistakes are going to happen. So you got guys who are, are instead of pointing fingers, you know, instead of pointing fingers. That's not, I don't want to see that. I want to see you guys help each other out. But at the same time, and you're going to hear this in a minute, I think that you got to give Bowling Green a lot of respect. Bowling Green, a lot of respect. I'll quote Bobby Pruitt. They got scholarships, too. They give scholarships, too. So there's a team that was looking for a way to turn its season around, get a win. Don't give me that that was uh, Bowling Green's Super Bowl. I'm not accepting that anymore. That That was not Bowling Green's Super Bowl. Marshall going into Bowling Green, Ohio. That was not the Bowling Green Super Bowl. I know you feel that way. You're trying to you're trying to put that in your head. Why is Marshall playing MAC teams? Why is Marshall playing Bowling Green? Well, there's a lot of reasons for it. One thing is certain. Not the Super Bowl for Bowling Green. But coach tried to tell us that that was a good team, right? He tried to tell us. I mean, we pointed out to him, okay, Woody Woodrum pointed out to coach. Let me let me put that where that belongs. Woody Woodrum last week pointed out to coach that it's very tough to go in to Bowling Green as a Marshall team. While coach was pointing out to us that this was a tough team. Coach pointed out to us today. Basically said and he was he was joking with us. I think that we don't listen. He 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 let us. He reminded us that he was saying last week. He was telling us, "Hey, look, this is a good team. Don't look at that record. This is a good team." Here's what he had to say about that. This week, um, another tremendous challenge. You guys don't listen to me when I tell you guys it's going to be a challenge. So last week I told you guys their front and twisting was going to create some issues for us. It did. I told you their offensive system was going to create some issues for us. It did. You guys just look at the record and the point spread and say, oh, they're no good. Well, I look at the film. Again, this week is going to create some challenges. He got a good laugh from us. Uh, he wasn't being mean. He, he got a, we got a good laugh out of it. and he was, uh, he was, But he's got a point. He absolutely has a point. As a Marshall fan, you hate losing the Bowling Green. I get it. I, I with you 100%. I completely get it. Hate losing to Bowling Green. Hate losing to Mid-American Conference schools. I get it. I hate losing to Southern Conference schools because, well, Marshall, to me, the Southern Conference was more relevant in my growing up. For some of you, it's the Mid-American Conference. For me, it's the Southern Conference. I would hate to lose to Appalachian State more if I was a fan Georgia Southern would hate to lose to them more because of, well, the Southern Conference is is my my touchstone. The MAC, that's the conference Marshall went to uh, after uh, you know it became one double A and started rolling through. But I understand, I completely understand. 
Bowling Green. The record does not say good team. But, Paul, they lost to an FCS school. They lost to an FCS school. Okay. You remember when Marshall was an FCS school and would go in and give some of these Division I teams fits? Hey, but Marshall's an FCS school. Marshall's an FCS school. There's no way we should be losing or close to an FCS school. Here we are. Let's talk about Marshall and Troy. Coach talked about how Troy looks similar to Marshall, and uh, it it breaks down the offensive side a little bit. Coach Summerall does a really good job um, of motivating his guys. They play really hard. Um, They honestly look like us on film. Like, they really play hard. Um, They do a really good job offensively. Um, They've got some wideouts, probably the best group of wideouts that we've seen. No disrespect to any other ones, but just overall skill, speed, agility, ability to catch the ball, and scheme that they use. Um, They do a really good job with that. They also complement their pass game with a solid run game. Let's get his breakdown of the defense. So uh, they they have a pretty good look. Yeah, as you said, you heard that. Yeah, similar look to Marshall. And uh, here's what they do on the defensive side of the thing. Defensively, um, the defense is going to kind of replicate what I've used to seeing in the SEC, which is a run-stopping defense first and aggressive on the back end. Um, So challenges, again, not because I don't think our guys are ready or good, but, again, it's a different type of scheme. you got four days to prepare for it. It's a different type of opponent. All right, listen to that. Different kind of scheme, four days to prepare for it. So if you if you wonder again why teams have difficulties sometimes, it's because you're not playing the same team every week. And I'm not making excuses for anybody. I'm not trying to justify in your mind or my mind why Marshall lost to Bowling Green. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not here to do that. But I will say this. Every single team is going to be different. And there's a lot more film now on Marshall. And there's a lot more film on Troy. And there's a lot more to look at. And we'll talk about that when we continue. Uh, There's a couple other things that Coach talked about. I want want to save that for the other side of the break. Uh, We're moving into the Sun Belt now, right? Moving into the Sun Belt. It's a big deal. Finally, Marshall. We're not playing a Conference USA game anymore. No, this is going to be a Sun Belt game. And it's against Troy. Marshall and Troy. A brief history. Marshall went into Troy September 27th, 2003. 2003, Marshall goes into Troy and loses. 33 to 24. And then Marshall has Troy in Huntington 2004, September 4th. Lost that game 17 15. So Marshall beat him in 93, beat him in 98, beat him in 2002, lost the only game it played. And then lost again in 2004. 
back-to-back losses. Does any of that stuff matter? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is not relevant to the conversation we're going to have when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Tuesday edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's go to our text line at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in, I predict a herd victory, 23-20. to 20. You heard it here first. Okay, 23-20, Marshall beats Troy. Is, is that right? Is that in the ballpark? Is that the right range? It's a 23. It's going to be like in the last second field goal. Will the herd line up maybe? Kick a 50-yard field goal? To win the game. Would that be something? Two seconds left on the clock, and Marshall kicks a field goal to win it. Breaking Troy's heart and probably breaking their spirits as well. Is that what you predict? That's what that's what I would like to see happen. Now we know that's not going to be the way it happens, but if I was gonna call it. Cause I can't Hail Mary, no, you can't do that now. you got to do something different. It's got to be a last-second field goal attempt. It's tied 20-all, and Marshall, for the win, kicks a 50, let's go 50, 50-yard field goal to beat Troy. Is that what we're all hoping for, or do you want to see utter domination? 304-396-TALK, 304 396 8255. I, I want to see domination because you're in the conference now. Marshall's in the Sun Belt. That means Sun Belt foes. There's a lot more film out there about you. There's a lot more film out there about your opponents. Every year, unless unless you're Alabama, as Coach has pointed out before, and you just got more talent than everybody else, unless you're Alabama, every year, yeah, you gotta you got to actually game plan all this stuff, right? I mean, I'm not saying Saban doesn't, but I'm just saying, yeah, you just can't go out there and out talent your way through some of this sometimes. You got to go out there and you got to be ready, you got to be prepared, you got to be focused, and you got to have a game plan. Plus, now that you're in the league, and pretty soon, some belt teams and players will know what you're about a little bit more. It, maybe you can get through it this year and just maybe pull up and surprise a team or two. And it goes the other way as well. But after a while, you're in the. Yeah, that's why you're looking. Go, man. Why? Why can't we beat this team? Well, they just have a. They have a good game plan on you. Maybe they're that team. You're like, why? Why is Marshall always having trouble with this team? Well, that team. That team knows you, understands you, and so now we have some excitement because you know you don't know. I mean, what do you really know about Troy? Be honest with me. What do you really know about Troy? When's the last time Marshall played Troy? Well, I just told you. It was 2004. It was in Huntington, September 4th, 2004. So the last time Marshall played Troy. How many of you were there? Not many, probably. Some of you were, but how many of you were there? And so now it's going to be a, a whole new ball game. You're in the Sun Belt. 
and Coach talked about, now we're, we're moving into the Sun Belt now. Here's his thoughts on we're now in conference. Moving into the Sun Belt Conference, um, it's going to be a different feel for our guys. Third game on the road, it's going to be a different feel for our guys. So all challenges that you know are, are part of the, the season's journey, all challenges that I feel very confident that our guys are prepared for, but obviously we got to maximize the opportunity this week to prepare and get ready to go down and play a really tough team in a tough environment um, on the road at night in Alabama. Um, we're expecting the temperature to be way up. Um, we've obviously already started talking about that. That's going to be something that's going to be huge. Um, obviously, their crowd in the South, you know, they're, they're a Sunbelt crowd. They're going to be all into it. They just played a heck of a game against um, App State. Um, took them all the way down to the last second um, against a very good team in this conference. So feel really good about where we are as a team. Obviously, this week is going to be huge for a preparation standpoint to give us the best chance to go execute on Saturday. He's telling you right now, it's going to be a different feel for the team. You heard him say that, obviously. But it's going to be a Sun Belt game. It's going to be a Sun Belt feel. It's going to be a Sun Belt crowd. You saw game day in Boone, North Carolina. Can you replicate that, Herd fans? Can you replicate that? When Marshall shows up for Gardner-Webb, and I don't care if it's Gardner-Webb or any other team, when Marshall shows back up at Jones C. Edwards Stadium, is can people say, hey, that's a Sunbelt crowd. That's a Sunbelt. Look at look how look how the fans are into it here in, in Huntington. That's a Sunbelt crowd. That means something. I think so anyway. I think that means something. So hopefully we'll see a Sunbelt crowd when Marshall takes on Gardner Webb. If not, I don't know to tell you. So Let's move on past Bowling Green. Let's wrap it up. Let's move on. And I alluded to this earlier. Bowling Green, you don't want to lose to Bowling Green. I heard it. I get it. Message loudly received. Can't lose to Bowling Green. Some of you even said don't schedule Bowling Green. I wouldn't go that far. But... Bowling Green did something that hopefully will come back later and benefit the herd. Maybe it exposed a few things for Marshall. And now this is the best thing to happen, Coach said. He talked to him because he was asked the question, I mean, would you rather lose this game now or lose 10 weeks into the season Conference play. What, what would you rather if you had if you had to? You don't get a choice in the matter. If you, yeah, is it better to lose this game or is it better, you know, to win this game and maybe you know, something pops up ten games in? Coach explained why he said after the game to the team that the loss was the best thing that could happen to this team. The first thing I said to the guys in the locker room was, "This is probably the best thing that's happened to us this year," and not because of. Um, when it happened, but what happened. We played really, really well against what was perceived to be a good opponent, however you want to look at it. Um, and we weren't able to go back to ground zero in this building and start from scratch. This has taught us that that's what we have to do week in and week out. Because moving forward, all of our opponents are going to be good 
or perceived to be good, whatever you, however you want to look at it. So we've got to be able to learn from this and be able each week to go back to zero. Um, success is, a, is not a continuum. So it's not like, well, once you get there, you're there. Success is something you got to continue to work on, meaning when I get successful or I have success, I've got to go back and start over with the things that helped me become successful. Um, and that's what I said in the locker room. That's first thing I said, Corey Gammons um, said, Coach, can I say something to the team? He said his piece. First thing I said was, this is the best thing that happened to us this season. He's got a point. Absolutely got a point. Now, I talked about this before, and when Marshall started racking up success and won double A, won the 1992 championship, won the 1996 championship, and then made the leap to the Mid-American Conference. The feeling was, okay, here we are. We have arrived. The herd is here. Here's the herd. We have arrived. And then slowly we saw the decline we saw the decline of Marshall football. Why, why was that? Why did we see the decline of Marshall football? While other programs started to emulate Marshall and succeed and go further. Boise State, anyone? It's because I honestly, in my heart, believe that that attitude, because coaches said it, success is a continuum. That attitude of, here we are, the herd's here. Okay, great. Now, keep going. Facility upgrades. That would have been fantastic. Facility upgrades, investing in the program, assuring that the program can maintain the level it's at and move further and try to do everything you can to make the program even better, make good decisions, make good investments. Instead, there's a lot of facility upgrades that need to happen. There are a lot of things that need to happen for Marshall. So I, I just he illustrated the point for me here that Marshall beat Notre Dame, and all of a sudden, going to an Access Bowl, Marshall's arrived. Going to an Access Bowl, going to run the table. College Game Day should be here for Marshall and Appalachian State. We were. We're all about ready, right? And here it is. Bowling Green. So okay. We're gonna we're gonna beat you. And then Marshall's got to, okay, you know, what do we do? How do we how do we become successful? What is it that we did to become successful? And then we gotta do that again and continue and continue and continue. And uh, that is uh the next point that's going to be illustrated from Coach, you know, he, he elaborates on why the team learned the lesson. You got to prepare the same you, every week. You got to, you got to put the same preparation in. Oh, hey, it's Bowling Green, so you know maybe I don't need to watch a little extra film, right? It's it's Bowling Green, you know maybe, you know maybe I you know maybe I can take it a little easy in practice this week because you know save it for game day. But it's it's Bowling Green, right? He elaborates why the team learned the lesson to prepare the same way every week. Because now we know that preparation, how hard we play and execution, that's got to start every week. 
And I can't prepare any different for a team that has a um, non-winning record than I do a team with a winning record. I can't uh, prepare any different from the point spread that's in our favor, that's not in our favor. All the things that don't mean anything, I can't let that affect how I prepare each week for each opponent. Um, so, yeah, I do, I do think it's probably better to happen earlier than later because we want to learn the lesson as soon as possible. Um, I don't know how the, the, the Troy, you know, football program is going to respond. Um, I, I learned a long time ago, you, you can't really worry or wonder what's going to show up for the opponent. you got to assume that they're going to come out with their hair on fire. Um, I know Coach Summerall is going to get them going in the right direction. Um, they're kids. So Sunday at, I don't know, 6 or 7 o'clock when they came over for treatment, it was kind of like, all right, on to the next. You know, me, Sunday all night, I was still kicking myself, you know, trying to figure out how I could have did better. But, I mean, they're kids. Charles Huff comments from earlier today. We'll have more from him tomorrow. We'll hear from the players as well. We'll get some of your comments when we continue. The text line, 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. All right. Am I on point? You think, okay, you're right, Paul. Everything you said is right. Or do you think I'm wrong? That's what the text line is for. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. I let you have your say because we share this together. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Just a couple minutes remain on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up tomorrow, we got John Mercer, Marshall's tennis coach, couple things happening for the Thundering Herd. They've got a Play with the Herd event coming up on September 30th. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, more importantly, though, I want to talk to him about the Thunder in the Mountains. Uh, we're going to be hosting a, an event with WVU that is starting on Friday. So we're going to talk to Coach Mercer tomorrow. We'll have more from Coach Huff as we get you closer to Marshall and Troy. We'll hear from players as well. So looking forward to tomorrow's edition of The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, we're going to try to get Chris Grassy on this week as well as uh, we got the Mountain State Derby coming up. Marshall, West Virginia. Marshall in the latest top 25, number four. Kentucky coming in at number five. So uh, two of the best in the Sun Belt going to a draw. Hopefully the next time it's in the herd's favor. But you got to get past West Virginia first before you can talk about anything. That should be a fun one that's coming up on Saturday. Uh, again, we're going to try to get Coach on this week. Big, big match to talk about. And uh, one other note, again, Marshall Gardner-Webb, that is set for 3.30 p.m. kick. That means uh, I'll see you on Thunder Street at 12.30 p.m. So I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out with you as Marshall taking on Gardner-Webb. That's when the Thundering Herd coming back home to play at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. It's going to be fun. We haven't seen uh, each other in a while. Unless you've come out the Roosters, we haven't seen each other in a while. And then it's uh, going to be a lot better because we'll have home game, road game, home game, road game. At least we start October with two home games. Three of the last uh, – three of the four games in October are going to be home – 
And then in November, two of the four will be on the road. That's an okay split. Wrap it up on November 26th at, uh, I'm sorry, with Georgia State. November 19th, I'm going to circle Georgia Southern. I know I shouldn't be circling anything right now. I'm, it's uh, We're on the Troy. We're focusing on Troy this week. That, that is my Bill Belichick answer. We're on to Troy. That does it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed anything today, you want to go back and listen. Like, what did he say? Did he really say that? Catch the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. You can follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you being here today with me on The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.